Chapter 15, verses 11 through 24. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 11 through 16. And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. Ambrose, St. Luke has given three parables successively, the sheep which was lost and found, the piece of silver which was lost and found, the son who was dead and came to life again, in order that, invited by a threefold remedy, we might heal our wounds. Christ as a shepherd bears thee on his own body. The church, as the woman seeks for thee, God as the Father receives thee. The first pity, the second intercession, the third reconciliation. Chrysostom. There is also in the above-mentioned parable a rule of distinction with reference to the characters or dispositions of the sinners. The father receives his penitent son, exercising the freedom of his will, so as to know from whence he had fallen, and the shepherd seeks for the sheep that wanders and knows not how to return, and carries it on his shoulders, comparing to an irrational animal the foolish man, who, taken by another's guile, had wandered like a sheep. This parable, then, is set forth as follows. But he said a certain man had two sons. There are some who say of these two sons that the elder is the angels, but the younger man who departed on a long journey when he fell from heaven in paradise to earth, and they adapt what follows with reference to the fall or condition of Adam. This interpretation seems indeed a lenient one, but I know not if it be true. For the younger son came to repentance of his own accord, remembering the past plenty of his father's house. But the Lord, coming, called the race of man to repentance, because he saw that to return of their own accord to whence they had fallen had never been in their thoughts. And the elder son is vexed at the return and safety of his brother. Whereas the Lord says, there is joy in heaven over one sinner repenting. Cyril, but some say that the elder son is signified Israel according to the flesh, but the other who left his father, the multitude of the Gentiles. Augustine, this man then having two sons is understood to be God having two nations, as if they were two roots of the human race, and the one composed of those who have remained in the worship of God, the other of those who have ever deserted God to worship idols. From the very beginning, then, of the creation of mankind, the elder son has reference to the worship of the one God, but the younger seeks that the part of the substance which fell to him should be given him by his father. Hence it follows, And the younger of them said unto his father, Give me the portion of good which falleth to me. Just as the soul delighteth with its own power, seeks that which belongs to it, to live, to understand, to remember, to excel in quickness of intellect, all which are the gifts of God. But it has received them in its own power by free will. 
Hence it follows, and he divided unto them his substance. Theophylact, the substance of man is the capacity of reason, which is accompanied by free will. And in like manner, whatever God has given us shall be accounted for our own substance, as the heaven, the earth, and the universal nature, the law, and the prophets. Ambrose, now you see that the divine patrimony is given to them that seek, nor think it wrong in the father that he give it to the younger, for no age is weak in the kingdom of God. Faith is not weighed down by years. He at least counted himself sufficient who asked, and I wish he had not departed from his father, nor had the hindrance of age. For it follows, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. Chrysostom, the younger son set out into a distant country, not locally departing from God, who is everywhere present, but in heart, for the sinner flees from God, that he may stand afar off. Augustine, whoever wishes to be so like to God as to ascribe his strength to him, let him not depart from him, but rather cleave to him, that he may preserve the likeness and image in which he was made. But if he perversely wishes to imitate God, that, as God, has no one by whom he is governed, so should he desire to exercise his own power as to live under no rules. What remains for him but that, having lost all heat, he should grow cold and senseless, and, departing from truth, vanish away? Augustine but that which is said to have taken place not many days after, namely, that gathering altogether he set out abroad into a far country, which is forgetfulness of God, signifies that not long after the institution of the human race, the soul of man chose of its free will to take with it a certain power of its nature, and to desert him by whom it was created, trusting in its own strength, which it wastes the more rapidly as it has abandoned him who give it. Hence it follows, and there wasted his substance in riotous living. But he calls a riotous and prodigal life one that loves to spend and lavish itself with outward show, while exhausting itself within, since every one follows those things which pass on to something else, and forsakes him who is closest to himself. As it follows, and when he had spent all, there arose a great famine in that land, the famine is the want of the word of truth. It follows, and he began to be in want. Fitly did he begin to be in want, who abandons the treasure of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, and the unfathomableness of the heavenly riches. It follows, and he went out and joined himself to a citizen of that country. Augustine, one of the citizens of that country, was a certain prince of the air, belonging to the army of the devil, whose fields signify the manner of his power, concerning which it follows, and he sent him into the field to feed swine. The swine are the unclean spirits which are under him. Bede, but to feed swine is to work those things in which the unclean spirits delight. It follows, and he would have filled his belly with the husks which the swine did eat. The husk is a sort of bean, empty within, soft without, by which the body is not refreshed, but filled, so that it rather loads than nourishes. Augustine. The husks, then, with which the swine were fed, are the teaching of the world, which cries loudly of vanity, according to which in various prose and verse men repeat the praises of the idols, 
and fables belonging to the gods of the Gentiles, wherewith the devils are delighted. Hence, when he would fain have filled himself, he wished to find therein something stable and upright, which might relate to a happy life, and he could not, as it follows, and no one give to him. Cyril, but since the Jews are frequently reproved in Holy Scripture for their many crimes, how agree with this people the words of the elder son, saying, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. This, then, is the meaning of the parable. The Pharisees and scribes reproved him because he received sinners. He set forth the parable in which he calls God the man who is the father of the two sons, that is, the righteous and the sinners, of whom the first degree is of the righteous who follow righteousness from the beginning. The second is of those men who are brought back by repentance to righteousness. Basil, besides, it belongs more to the character of the age to have an old man's mind in gravity than his hoar hairs. Nor is he blamed who is young in age, but it is the young in habits who lives according to his passions. Titus Bost, the younger son then went away not yet matured in mind, and seeks from his father the part of his inheritance which fell to him, that in truth he might not serve of necessity, for we are rational animals endowed with free will. Chrysostom, as scripture says that the father divided equally between his two sons his substance, that is, the knowledge of good and evil, which is a true and everlasting possession to the soul that uses it well. The substance of reason which flows from God to men at their earliest birth is given equally to all who come into this world. But after the intercourse that follows, each one is found to possess more or less of the substance, since one believing that which he has received to be from his father preserves it as his patrimony, another abuses it as something that may be wasted away by the liberty of his own possession. But the freedom of will is shown in that the father neither kept back the son who wished to depart, nor forced the other to go that desired to remain, lest he should seem rather the author of the evil that followed. But the youngest son went afar off, not by changing his place, but by turning aside his heart. Hence it follows, he took a journey into a far country. Ambrose, for what is more afar off than to depart from oneself, to be separate not by country but by habits? For he who severs himself from Christ is an exile from his country and a citizen of this world. Fitly then does he waste his patrimony who departs from the church. Titus Bost, hence too was the prodigal denominated one who wasted his substance, that is, his right understanding, the teaching of chastity, the knowledge of the truth, the recollections of his father, the sense of creation. Ambrose. Now there came to pass in that country a famine not of food, but of good works and virtues, which is the more wretched fast, for he who departs from the word of God is hungry, because man does not live by bread alone, but on every word of God. And he who departs from his treasures is in want. Therefore began he to be in want and to suffer hunger, because nothing satisfies a prodigal mind. He went away, therefore, and attached himself to one of the citizens. For he who is attached is in a snare, and that citizen seems to be a prince of the world. Lastly, he is sent to his farm, which he bought, who excused himself from the kingdom. Bede, 
for to be sent to the farm is to be enthralled by the desire of worldly substance. Ambrose, but he feeds those swine into whom the devil sought to enter, living in filth and pollution. Theophylact, there then he feeds who surpassed others in vice, such as are panderers, arch-robbers, arch-publicans, who teach others their abominable works. Chrysostom, or he who is destitute of spiritual riches, as wisdom and understanding, is said to feed swine, that is, to nourish in his soul sordid and unclean thoughts, and he devours the material food of evil conversation, sweet indeed to him who lacks good works, because every work of carnal pleasure seems sweet to the depraved, while it inwardly unnerves and destroys the power of the soul. Food of this kind as being swine's food and hurtfully sweet, that is, the allurements of fleshly delights, the scripture describes by the name of husks. Ambrose, but he desires to fill his belly with the husks, for the sensual care of nothing else but to fill their bellies. Theophylact, to whom no one gives a sufficiency of evil, for he is afar from God who lives on such things, and the devils do their best, that a satiety of evil should never come. Gloss, or no one give to him, because when the devil makes any one his own, he procures no further abundance for him, knowing him to be dead. Verses 17 through 24. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no longer worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of the hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no longer worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found. And they began to be merry. Gregory of Nisau The younger son had despised his father when first he departed, and had wasted his father's money. But when in course of time he was broken down by hardship, having become a hired servant and eating the same food with the swine, he returned chastened to his father's house. Hence it is said, and when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, but I perish with hunger. Ambrose, he rightly returns to himself, because he departed from himself. For he who returns to God restores himself to himself and he who departs from Christ rejects himself from himself. Augustine, but he returned to himself when from those things which, without unprofitably entice and seduce, he brought back his mind to the inward recesses of his conscience. Basil, there are three different distinct kinds of obedience, for either from fear of punishment we avoid evil, are servilely disposed, or looking to the gain of a reward we perform what is commanded, like to mercenaries, or we obey the law for the sake of the good itself, and our love to him who give it, and so savor of the mind of children. Ambrose, for the son who has the pledge of the Holy Spirit in his heart, seeks not the gain of an earthly reward, 
but preserves the right of an heir. These are also good husbandmen, to whom the vineyard is let out. They abound not in husks, but in bread. Augustine, but whence could he know this, who had that great forgetfulness of God, which exists in all idolaters, unless it was the reflection of one returning to his right understanding when the gospel was preached? Already might such a soul see that many preach the truth, among whom there were some not led by the love of truth itself, but the desire of getting worldly profit, who yet do not preach another gospel like the heretics. Therefore are they rightly called mercenaries. For in the same house there are men who handle the same bread of the word, yet are not called to an internal inheritance, but hire themselves for a temporal reward. Chrysostom. After that he had suffered in a foreign land all such things as the wicked deserve, constrained by the necessity of his misfortunes, that is, by hunger and want, he becomes sensible of what had been his ruin, who, through fault of his own will, had thrown himself from his father to strangers, from home to exile, from riches to want, from abundance and luxury to famine. And he significantly adds, But I am here perishing with hunger, as though he said, I am not a stranger, but the son of a good father, and the brother of an obedient son. I who am free and noble am become more wretched than the hired servants, sunk from the highest eminence of exalted rank to the lowest degradation. Gregory of Nisau, but he returned not to his former happiness. Before that coming to himself, he had experienced the presence of overpowering bitterness, and resolved the words of repentance, which are added, I will arise. Augustine, for he was lying down, and I will go, for he was a long way off, to my father, because he was under a master of swine. But the other words are those of one meditating repentance and confession of sin, but not yet working it. For he does not now speak to his father, but promises that he will speak when he shall come. You must understand, then, that this coming to the father must now be taken for being established in the church by faith where there may yet be a lawful and effectual confession of sins. He says then that he will say to his father, Father, Ambrose, how merciful, he, though offended, disdains not to hear the name of Father. I have sinned. This is the first confession of sin to the author of nature, the ruler of mercy, the judge of faith. But though God knows all things, he yet waits for the voice of thy confession, for with the mouth confession is made to salvation, since he lightens the load of error, who himself throweth the weight upon himself, and shuts out the hatred of accusation, who anticipates the accuser by confessing. In vain would you hide from him whom nothing escapes, and you may safely discover that you know to be already known. Confess the rather that Christ may intercede for thee, the church plead for thee, the people weep over thee, nor fear that thou wilt not obtain. Thy advocate promises pardon, thy patron favor, thy deliverer promises thee the reconciliation of thy father's affection. But he adds, against heaven and before thee. Chrysostom, when he says before thee, he shows that this father must be understood as God, for God alone beholds all things, from whom neither the simple thoughts of the heart can be hidden. Augustine, but whether was this sin against heaven, the same as that which is before thee, so that he described by the name of heaven his father's supremacy. 
I have sinned against heaven, i.e., before the souls of the saints, but before thee in the very sanctuary of my conscience. Chrysostom, or by heaven in this place may be understood Christ, for he who sins against heaven, which although above us is yet a visible element, is the same as he who sins against man, whom the Son of God took to himself for our salvation. Ambrose, or by these words are signified the heavenly gifts of the spirit impaired by the sin of the soul, or because from the bosom of his mother Jerusalem, which is in heaven, he ought never to depart. But being cast down, he must by no means exalt himself. Hence he adds, I am no more worthy to be called thy son. And that he might be raised up by the merit of his humility, he adds, Make me as one of thy hired servants. Bede, to the affection of a son who doubts not that all things which are his father's are his, he by no means lays claim, but desires the condition of a hired servant, as now about to serve for a reward. But he admits that not even this could he deserve except by his father's approbation. Gregory of Nisau. Now this prodigal son, the Holy Spirit, has engraved upon our hearts, that we may be instructed how we ought to deplore the sins of our soul. Chrysostom, who after that, he said, I will go to my father, which brought all good things, tarried not, but took the whole journey, for it follows, and he arose and came to his father. Let us do likewise, and not be worried with the length of the way, for if we are willing, the return will become swift and easy, provided that we desert sin, which led us out from our father's house. But the father pitieth those who return, for it is added, and when he was yet afar off. Augustine, for before that he perceived God afar off, when he was yet piously seeking him, his father saw him. For the ungodly and proud, God is well said not to see, as not having them before his eyes. For men are not commonly said to be before the eyes of any one except those who are beloved. Chrysostom. Now the father, perceiving his patience, did not wait to receive the words of his confession, but anticipates his supplication and had compassion on him, as it is added, and was moved with pity. Gregory of Nisau. His meditating confession so won his father to him that he went out to meet him and kissed his neck. For it follows and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. This signifies the yoke of reason imposed on the mouth of man by evangelical tradition, which annulled the observance of the law. Chrysostom, for what else means it? That he ran, but that we, through the hindrance of our sins, cannot by our own virtue reach to God. But because God is able to come to the weak, he fell on his neck, the mouth is kissed as that from which has proceeded the confession of the penitent, springing from the heart which the father gladly received. Ambrose, he runs then to meet thee, because he hears thee within meditating the secrets of thy heart. And when thou wert yet afar off, he runs lest any one should stop him. He embraces also, for in the running there is foreknowledge, in the embrace mercy and as if by a certain impulse of paternal affection falls upon thy neck, that he may raise up him that is cast down, and bring back again to heaven him that was loaded with sins and bent down to the earth. I had rather then be a son than a sheep, for the sheep is found by the shepherd, the son is honored by the father. 
Augustine, or running he fell upon his neck, because the father abandoned not his only begotten son, and whom he has ever been running after our distant wanderings. For God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. But to fall upon his neck is to lower to his embrace his own arm, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. But to be comforted by the word of God's grace under the hope of pardon of our sins. This is to return after a long journey to obtain from a father the kiss of love. But already planted in the church, he begins to confess his sins. Nor says he all that he promised he would say. For it follows, and his son said unto him, etc. He wishes that to be done by grace, of which he confesses himself unworthy by any merits of his own. He does not add what he had said when meditating beforehand, Make me as one of thy hired servants. For when he had not bread, he desired it to be even a hired servant, which after the kiss of his father he now most nobly disdained. Chrysostom, the father does not direct his words to his son, but speaks to his steward, for he who repents, prays indeed, but receives no answer in word, yet beholds mercy effectual in operation. For it follows, but the father said unto his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him. Theophylact, by the servants or angels you may understand, administering spirits, or priests who by baptism and the word of teaching clothe the soul with Christ himself. For as many of us have been baptized in Christ, have put on Christ. Augustine, or the best robe, is the dignity which Adam lost. The servants who bring it are the preachers of reconciliation. Ambrose, or the robe is the cloak of wisdom, by which the apostle covers the nakedness of the body. But he received the best wisdom, for there is one wisdom which knew not the mystery. The ring is the seal of our unfeigned faith, and the impression of truth, concerning which it follows, and put a ring on his hand. Bede, that is, his working, that by works faith may shine forth, and by faith his works be strengthened. Augustine, or the ring on the hand is a pledge of the Holy Spirit, because of the participation of grace, which is well signified by the finger. Chrysostom, or he orders the ring to be given, which is the symbol of the seal of salvation, or rather the badge of betrothment and the pledge of the nuptials with which Christ espouses his church. Since the soul that recovers is united by this ring of faith to Christ. Augustine, but the shoes on the feet are the preparation for preaching the gospel, in order not to touch earthly things. Chrysostom, or he bids them put shoes on his feet, either for the sake of covering the soles of his feet, that he may walk firm along the slippery path of the world, or for the mortification of his members. For the course of our life is called in the scriptures a foot, and a kind of mortification takes place in shoes, inasmuch as they are made of the skins of dead animals. He adds also that the fatted calf must be killed for the celebration of the feast. For it follows, and bring the fatted calf, that is, the Lord Jesus Christ, whom he calls a calf, because of the sacrifice of the body without spot. But he called it fatted, because it is rich and costly, inasmuch as it is sufficient for the salvation of the whole world. But the father did not himself sacrifice the calf, but gave it to be sacrificed to others. For the father permitting the son, consenting thereby by man, was crucified. Augustine, or the fatted calf is our Lord himself in the flesh, 
loaded with insults, but in that the Father commands them to bring it. What else is this? But that they preach him, and by declaring him, cause to revive, yet unconsumed by hunger, the bowels of the hungry son. He also bids them kill him, alluding to his death, for he is then killed to each man who believes him slain. It follows, and let us eat. Ambrose, rightly the flesh of the calf, because it is the priestly victim which was offered for sin, but he introduces him feasting, when he says, Be merry, to show that the food of the Father is our salvation, the joy of the Father the redemption of our sins. Chrysostom, for the Father himself rejoices in the return of his Son, and feasts on the calf, because the Creator, rejoicing in the acquisition of a believing people, feasts on the fruit of his mercy by the sacrifice of his Son. Hence it follows, For this my Son was dead, and is alive again. Ambrose, He is dead who was. Therefore the Gentiles are not, the Christian is. Here, however, might be understood one individual of the human race. Adam was, and in him we all were. Adam perished, and in him we all have perished. Man then is restored in that man who has died. It might also seem to be spoken of one working repentance, because he dies not who has not at one time lived. And the Gentiles, indeed, when they have believed, are again made alive by grace. But he who has fallen recovers by repentance. Theophylact, as then with respect to the condition of his sins he had despaired of, so in regard to human nature, which is changeable and can be turned from vice to virtue, he is said to be lost, for it is less to be lost than to die. But every one who is recalled and turned from sin, partaking of the fatted calf, becomes an occasion of joy to his father and his servants, that is, the angels and priests. Hence it follows, and they all began to be merry. Augustine, those banquets are now celebrated, the church being enlarged and extended throughout the whole world. For that calf in our Lord's body and blood is both offered up to the Father and feeds the whole house. End of chapter 15, verses 11 through 24.